You're dialed into the U-Demand Podcast Sideline Report. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. And we have breaking news. I'm sure everyone's heard of it by now, but hey, Scott and I had to jump on, get a quick sideline report episode out to talk about this big news. I'm Cameron, and like I said, I got Scott with me tonight. Scott, how are you doing? What is up? So I'm sure everyone has seen online, it's a firestorm right now, no pun intended. Uh, after five seasons with the youth, Twitter's a mess. Guy Holiday is out as wide receiving coach. Uh, this one, man, I, I, I got to be honest with you, Scott. When I first, when this first started rumbling, what, Sunday afternoon on Twitter, I, nah, I, I wasn't a fan. I, I, I really like Guy Holiday. I like what he has done since he's been with the program. Uh, and, and he's always been one of my favorite coaches to interview um, after practices and whatnot. So I, this one, I'm not too excited about. Um, I, I don't think you're ever excited when the coach gets let go. But this one in particular, just it came out of nowhere, right? Such weird timing. I don't know, Scott, what, what's your first initial thought? Well, I mean, yeah, tip, typically, you know, anytime you're going to get a coaching change, you kind of almost expect it um after the season shortly after the season and uh, considering we're weeks away from spring ball starting it is a little peculiar and it may have something to do with uh, obviously we're all speculating but you would you would think uh, potentially um the two transfers of samson nakua brian thompson had something to do with uh, with this decision ultimately uh, by Kyle to uh, to let Guy Holiday go, and I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I'm almost I'm I'm kind of pulling a Ryan right now because oh. <laughs> there's a part of me that is not surprised, and there's a part of me that is surprised by it. Um, the part where where I'm kind of leaning on this is I'm not super surprised because. We know Kyle and his his ability to change coaches, especially on the offensive side of the ball, pretty regularly, um, especially the, the OC position. Now, in regards to Guy Holiday, as far as just a, being a good human being, a good ambassador of the program, and just a good a good coach for these kids to look up to, to learn from, it's it's tough to it's tough to get somebody that's going to be better than that. He was such a good dude, and uh, but again, you know, it's a results driven business, and wide receiver. And uh, you know, I'll fully admit, a lot of it's out of his hands. If you're not going to have a, a head coach that wants to throw the ball that much, or that's willing to throw the ball that much, or can recruit good enough quarterbacks to be able to throw the ball that much it's hard for your wide receivers to stand out and to have big time stats and and be a big threat as a unit but there's no doubt about it if you look across the board there's been a number of guys that have left early really i mean we've, we've put nobody into the nfl outside of uh, uh tim patrick but he went undrafted yeah, I mean, he went undrafted, you know, and he's able to prove himself, and, and now look what he's doing. But again, he wasn't even recruited by Holiday. So, you know, Holiday, unfortunately, doesn't have a lot of, you know, great track record as far as what he's been able to do with wide receivers here at Utah. 
Um, but it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those catch 22s where again, if, if he's not given a lot of opportunities to succeed, you know, that's a little, that's a little difficult for him as well. Yeah. And I totally agree with all those points. And, and after, you know, I kind of sat back and kind of took the news in and, and you look at it. Yes. Utah has improved at the wide receiving group over the last five years that he's been here. But if you look at all the other positions, what would, Scott, would you say that wide receiver is probably the weakest position at, at like, look at recruiting, draft oh, yeah. prospects across, across the board, wide receivers, kind of the, the bottom group, right? Well, yeah, I mean, heck you could, you could put our kickers that have been more successful than our wide receivers. And so there's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, even surrounding him on offense. You know, surrounding him on offense, you've got tight ends that have been pretty successful, especially as of late. You look at the running back position, which speaks for itself and what they've been able to do offensively. Um, you know, even, you know, the offensive line, they've they've been up and down. They've had some really good moments and obviously struggled. Um, but then but you look, overall and you look at quarterback position, you know, if you want to use the excuse of Utah offense, you know, being very vanilla, not throwing the ball. Look at what they've gotten right now in, in the quarterback room. I mean, they got four four star guys in there right now. Yeah. Well, and 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 I know, and and I I I believe it to an extent that you know we just we we don't throw the ball a ton. But here's 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 my argument where that does not bode well for that unit or ultimately for the job that uh, the that he's done leading that unit is if if we had guys that could stand out like we do at the tight end position Kyle and Andy Ludwig will get them the ball you've seen it with Keithy why Keithy's Keithy's a standout but you're you we're not getting those guys at the wide receiver position and, you know, obviously, you know, there's been some guys that have had that potential and an injury bug. I mean, even look at Covey, as good as Covey is, you know, he's been kind of up and down and he's gone through countless injuries and that's affected things. Um, but yeah, o- overall, that is a unit for our offense to take the next step. Yes, you've got to have guys and quarterbacks that can get the get them the ball and get them the ball in space and on time and do that consistently, which is not outside of Tyler Huntley. You know, we haven't had a lot of that. So hopefully moving forward with with the quarterbacks that are on the roster, as you just mentioned, with all the depth that's that's come in um, and, and these high high quality recruit the crews that have transferred in will be able to help that. But it really comes down to that. You've got to get a guy in here that can recruit and recruit some studs. And and when a stud is here, they're going to get the ball. But until that happens, I just, you're just I think we're just going to be in this in this you know same same flow that that uh, the wide receiver group has been in for quite some time. I, I go back to what I said at the beginning of this. The timing is just a little off. Um, I, I don't think that the transfers of Brian Thompson and Samson Nakua, uh, I don't think that's the sole reason why this happened. Um, I, I think there's probably a lot of factors, and, and, and maybe it was not being able to secure them, keep them in the program, but also 
I mean, as we were talking about, re- recruiting in the wide receiver rank really has not been up to snuff with compared to the other group. Well, just on that point, obviously, you know, the uh, Brian Thompson, Samson Nakua, you know, th- those guys, those guys are are the fresh news in regards. But there's been plenty of wide receivers that have transferred out in their senior years. And I mean, you look at uh, Raylon Singleton, who was kind of were expected to come back and have a big senior year. And he goes to Houston, doesn't do much at Houston. Everyone's kind of wondering, going, well, wh- what was that all about? And and there's been a track record of guys that are just, for whatever reason, have not stayed within the program, especially in the years where they could be the most beneficial to the program and to themselves. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we don't know. We don't know all the details, and we're probably never going to know all the details. Um, uh, it ultimately comes down to Kyle probably thinks that uh, it, he can find somebody that can do a better job. And so we'll see, we'll see if he's able to, to pull that off. Well, and I don't see in, in college football, you know, you're either progressing or you're regressing. Um, and, and to that point, maybe Kyle thought, you know, this is a, a position that they've got to get corrected, um, you know, to, to get that to the Pac-12 championship and, and win that. Maybe he felt that it was time to do that. Get a guy in there, obviously, uh, with spring ball coming up above. Probably not going to have a hire in there, but hopefully before the season starts, they'll they'll have a new coach in there. So we're up against a break, uh, but there has been a lot of you know stuff on Twitter um, from Guy Holiday's son and and fans and whatnot. Uh, so when we come back with a break, you know, let's just kind of dive into a little bit of social media. What's kind of going on? And Scott, I, I'm really curious what what you think. I really want to talk about what's going on with Twitter. Um, as Scott, you said as we started the show, it, it, it's been crazy on social media, uh, you know, around Guy Holiday and, and you know, his termination pretty much and his son um, coming in uh, on Twitter, kind of in support of his dad and, and kind of throwing, you know, some shade towards the university and, and, you know, decisions they made over the past year regarding Morgan Scally. You know, I have my thoughts. I'll get into them, but I'll kick it over to you, Scott. Just over the last 24 hours, what do you think has been going on with Twitter? Well, it's the same thing that always happens on Twitter. It's just a firestorm. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, uh, Guy Holiday's son is really the only one that's broken any news here. And uh, had he not uh, put out those tweets, I mean, nobody's even talking about this. It's it's not even something that would even probably register on Ute fans' radar at the moment. So, so he's kind of the one leading this charge. The problem with that is we don't know if the information that he's throwing out there is in at all accurate. And uh, you know, at this point, it seems a little unfair that you know he he's throwing Morgan Scally and and that and this his situation into this, which. Unless race was an issue, which there's no reason to believe at this point that it was, then there's no need to even bring this up. And they're apples and oranges, completely different situations. And, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. I get wanting to stand up for your dad. I get even being emotional and being upset that he lost his job, even if you don't agree with the reasoning behind it. Um but I, I don't think it's in good taste if, if that's the direction you're going to go. 
and and you're ultimately just going to throw race into this as as really the issue behind being his dad being let go. Um, unless there's substantial evidence that that's the case, there's just no need for that because that just flams the fans the flames of a very just touchy subject in our country and in the world right now. And, um, you know, so I, I just think that's unfortunate. And then everybody runs with it and you got people just from all different angles on this. And, and, um, it's, if, if there's no need for it and if, if there's no evidence that that has anything to do with this, that's the last thing this program needs to be dealing with at the moment. And, um, so, you know, obviously, you know, we wish Guy, um, all the success moving forward. Hopefully he can find a job. I'm sure he will be able to, because he's got a good track record and, and, uh, and he's a, a proven guy that can coach, uh, wide receivers in, in co- major college football. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's completely unfortunate the, how this news broke and how it's gone about, um, because essentially you've got you've got Guy's son leading this discussion and pretty much forcing the university into a corner, which that's that's the problem with social media. Well, and then the thing that I'm I kind of have you know hard feelings about is he's done multiple tweets about this and he's deleted all of them. Right? He'll he'll tweet it, leave it up for an hour, and then immediately delete it. And and I get it. We've all been there when, you know, we're emotional, we kind of say things, um, and then we turn around and say, oh, probably we shouldn't have said that, and we delete it. Uh, but the issue, I think, with this is it's been multiple tweets, and it has been over the course of 24 hours that it's the same, the same type of tweet and then getting taken down. Um, I, I, I will say I wish Utah would make a, a press release of some sort. Um, obviously, they don't need to disclose behind closed doors uh, the reasonings with, with um, Coach Holiday and, and Coach Witt on, on, on why the decision was made. But I would like to see Utah say something. Now, knowing we're in the podcast universe, but <laughs> by the time you're probably listening to this podcast, there may have been a, 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 a press release by Utah. Um, but at the time we're recording this on Monday night on March 1st, uh, there hasn't been, and to me, I kind of wish they would say something. Uh, I, if you, if you don't control the story, if you don't control the narrative, the narrative will control you. Um, and, and I agree with you, Scott. Well, there doesn't seem to be indication that this is motivated by race, um, or anything of that nature. And I'm not saying that Utah has to make a press release for every single tweet that anyone ever says. I think this is a little bit different, where it the son of the coach being let go. Well, and I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, but Guy Holiday tweets out himself that nobody speaks for him. So basically he's saying, don't pay attention to what my son is saying, right? I'll speak for myself. I'm a, I'm a grown man. And uh, if, if there's something, I'll, I'll take care of it. <clears throat> we're, we're going off very little information at the moment here. So um, yeah, like, as you mentioned, we're not getting anything from, uh, from, uh, um, Mark Harlan or from the football department or Kyle Winningham. And, and quite honestly, I, I, I'm not sure I, I completely agree with your point that they need to say anything because again, 
the only the only reason they would be saying something is to respond to a kid going on a tirade on Twitter. But no, I think. And, they, but my but my only argument is I think they do need to say something because his profile has been deleted off of the University of Utah football website. He's no longer listed as a member of the staff. Guy Holiday's made a statement and changed up his social media that he's no longer with the U. And so that's why I just think it's a little odd Utah hasn't said anything. And and they may come out and just say he's been let go and we're moving in a different direction. And that's probably all you're going to get out of this. <clears throat> and you know what? I, I Quite honestly, if, if I were in Guy's situation, I, I mean, who, who wants anybody after they're getting fired to be told to have the whole world know why they got fired? Well, maybe whatever the reason is, if you weren't uh, meeting expectations, weren't producing good enough results, why put that out there to embarrass him? I mean, that's just, that's not fair to him either. So I, I, I just don't think coaches get fired in this profession almost daily. You know, coaches across the country are being let go. Their contracts are not being renewed. And then they go find other jobs. And it's not always a big story. So unless there's a motivating reason behind him being let go, I don't think it's a story. I think Utah just wants to go in a different direction. And until until we're proven otherwise on that, that's kind of where I stand. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with a lot of those points. I just I would like at least just Utah just stating that he was let go. Just simple as that. Uh, we're up against it. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the receiving core and, and what you know the 2021 season may look like with wide receivers. All right. So we're back talking about wide receivers with the news of Guy Holiday getting released as the Utah wide receiving coach. So again, we know we talked about Brian Thompson, Samson Nakua leaving, but there was some good news in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jalen Dixon, who was in the transfer portal, has pulled his name. He's coming back with the team uh, next season. Uh, but you look at this wide receiving group, Scott, and, and not a lot stands out. When, you, when you're missing Brian Thompson and Samson Nakua, and granted, I don't think they're all Pac-12 receivers, but this is a position that couldn't afford those types of transfers. Uh, I mean, obviously, Brant Keithy is, a, is the tight end, probably the best receiver on the Utah roster. But then it's Brent and Covey. And then there's a big fall until you get to Solomon Enos. Um, as far as catches per game, this is a, a wide receiving group that I think is going to have a lot of challenges going into the next season with a new coach. Well, I, yeah, I think that's very possible. Um, and, you know, hopefully whoever that new coach is and maybe wherever he comes from, maybe he's able to pull a guy or two with him, um, whether that's through the portal or or some other, obviously they got to go through the portal at that point. But there is potential that uh, somebody else could be added to this roster for the wide receiver position. And, and I think that's going to be the key is you've got to get somebody out there that we can recruit wide receiver of all positions. That is a position where you need studs, you need guys and you need high impact players. And, and 
based off of our track record, it's going to be hard to pull those guys in. So you're going to need a dynamic recruiter. And um, so I think that's going to be huge for Kyle. Um, You know, I I, I hope Kyle just doesn't stick to his buddies and the people he knows and really goes out there and makes a hire. Somebody who's got some good connections in California and Texas, they can come in and from day one, get the recruiting going at the wide receiver position here um, for the, for the use, because I, I think that's going to be the most critical aspect is let's get a guy in here who can recruit. Right. Even if they're an average coach, get somebody in here who can pull in top talent at the wide receiver position, because if you're able to do that and match that with what you're able to do in the run game, then, then the offense takes on a whole new level and it becomes more explosive. Um, because again, right. We know we're going to run the ball. We know that's going to be a focus of Kyle Whittingham and they're good. They're effective at that. And if you can then throw and be, and have weapons, they can win one-on-one battles on the outside for big play opportunities. Imagine what that would then do for the run game and for the pass game. So that's, that's, that's going to be absolutely critical, but here's, here's, here's my outside the box. Take care, Cam. Having less options at wide receiver might be a good thing for this unit. Really? I think it could. And here, and here, yeah, you got to explain this to me. Yeah, because under Guy Holiday, and, and and I don't know if this is Guy's philosophy or if this is Andy Ludwig's philosophy, but we've seen it for a while. You play wide receiver, you run a route or two, you go take a breather. Guys do not stay on the field all that often. They're coming in and they're going out. And and to an extent, yeah, if, if you need that breather, great. But to an, some of these guys, it's gonna it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're on the field for two plays and then you leave for two plays. It would be nice, even if it's out of necessity, to keep guys on the field. Let them get into a, a rhythm. Let them take all 11, 13, 15 snaps of the series, stay on the field, and and get into that rhythm. Get into the rhythm from the passing game and and make some more plays. And if out of necessity, just by not having a sheer number of depth and players, that might be something that, that, that could happen. And uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There's going to be, there's going to need to be guys that step up. You bring, you, you mentioned uh, Brenton Covey, obviously, you know, he's going to be a go-to guy. Jalen Dixon coming back. If he, if he is um, to the same ability level, and I, I don't have any reason to believe he wouldn't, but if he's back to that same level, you've got a deep threat in Jalen Dixon. Solomon Enos, we've been waiting for that breakout year from him. That's got to happen. This he's got. Year. He's got to be your number one receiver. It yeah, has to he, be. He, he has to be. Well, and and he's got the frame. He's got the size. He could be a great possession receiver. Utilize him on third down along with Keithy. Big body, good hands. Obviously, they're going to continue to use Covey all over the field, deep threat, over the middle, 
short routes, screens, everything, everything under in in that scenario because he's so good at all that. And Jalen Dixon's going to do what he's been doing successfully, and he's going to be able to stretch the field. You know, obviously, a money parks. That's going to be a guy that you're going to look at and 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 see if he can take that next step. And uh, with the reps that are given to him, can he take advantage and come in and start making some plays? But the the guys, because of losing a couple key guys in Nakua and and Thompson, there's going to be room for guys to step up and and get a little spotlight here. And hopefully a guy stepping up in the spotlight was my 2020 breakout player, Devon Vele. Still, I, I might go with him again this, this season. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but definitely oh, open opportunities for everyone. So I think that will do it uh, for this sideline report. Scott, where, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, you man underscore forever. And uh, hopefully we actually have football to talk about here soon with some spring ball. So our Twitter content can be a little bit better than uh, maybe what it is as of late. Definitely. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Utah Man Podcast at our home, utahmanpodcast.com. And you can listen to us anywhere you listen to a podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are there. And, you know, hopefully, as Scott said, we have some more good things to talk about football coming up soon and you know basketball's ending soon uh so we'll definitely have thoughts about the running utes and their season until next time go utes go utes we'll be till i die we're good let's cut it the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the university of utah